Welcome to Four Dimensions for Teachers, a podcast with Dr. Caroline Blackley, covering topics that surround today's dynamic teaching and learning environments. Ignite your curiosity, engage your passion for discourse, and encourage others to join us in these robust conversations, all to strengthen our community of practice. No need to put your hand up. Just tune in as we laugh, cry, challenge each other, and aim high to continue to be the best teachers we can. Welcome back to everyone. It's a great day. We're back at school. What we're going to talk about today, I get sent quite a few emails or topics when I'm in schools. People ask, Carolyn, can you talk about this, this or this? So today we're going to look at or start a little series based on other people's questions. So the first one is how we compare morning classrooms and those of the afternoon. Because everyone will say, teachers will say, if I've got period four or if it's the last session of the day for my primary teachers, it is a lot harder than my morning sessions. The other thing we've heard for a long time, there's a lot of research out there that talks about in high schools, adolescents' peak performance or time is actually from 10 o'clock through, not from that first lesson, which is what we really hang on to in primary school. So in amongst all of the research that's out there, and it's a little bit like dietary research. One year, something's great for you. The next year, they question whether it's as good for you as they thought. So here's the bottom line. At any time of the day, morning or afternoon, we have to stop hanging on to there is a time of day that is worse. If you notice that with your current classroom, then I'm not questioning you. I agree with you. But here's what we can do. We can choose our behavior to inform the classroom environment in which we want to work. And that's what the 4D framework is about. So if you have a time of day or if you have a particular class for my high school teachers that are swapping classes, or if you have a particular time of day with a particular class, so at other times they're fine, but say period four on a Thursday, it's gone pear-shaped. We're going to cover a few things in this session that looks at what may contribute to that. The first thing obviously is the time of the day. Morning performance compared to evening performance. What you need to remember in humans that just as many people are better at afternoon performance or better at evening performance than they are in the morning. So our old belief system that all classes and all students are harder in the morning is not a truth. And what we need to be mindful of, there are many students in our classrooms that actually don't perform their best in the morning sessions. So time of the day is most certainly part of that. And that can link in with circadian rhythms. And for some of us, I mean, for me, a child of the 1970s just, we had very definite ways of sleeping, of working, when we were awake compared to when it would be nighttime. And quite honestly, for me, myself, we lived without electricity right through or for a big part of my early secondary years. So that meant as soon as it was evening time, we had kerosene lamps, which had very limited light to them. So our actual sleep patterns and rhythms were very much dictated to by day and night. Today's classrooms, today's parents, not just the students, have a very different pattern of sleep and awakeness, purely because of the access to light, the fact we use computers, the blue light that they emit, all of those things. So to think that we have a natural human pattern that is to be awake and alert just in the morning, just be mindful. That is not a truth when we now have so much artificial light that fills our lives. But it's also not normal just for many students that are in our classroom. Their rhythms of sleep and awakenedness are quite different possibly to ours. An interesting thing is some of your colleagues will have different patterns to you. Time of the day can certainly be one impact. 
The second is the amount of interaction that we do. So let's just say we ignore what creates the difference between morning and evening or morning and afternoon. Here's something we can do no matter what. If you know that a period of day in a certain classroom is going to be harder for you to manage particularly the behaviors of students, then what we need to do is change our behavior. And the times of day I'm talking about are that period four lesson or the afternoon session for primary teachers, or it can be the return from breaks, the return from morning tea, the return from lunchtime, and it can be the behavior of students after they've come back into a controlled setting, after they've been in an uncontrolled setting or a less controlled setting than they are in the classroom. What that means is, firstly, if we are on playground duties, if we look at morning tea and lunch times, make sure we're vigilant, make sure we're moving around, we are being active in our supervision of students, because this will help across the whole school to reduce, not eliminate, but to reduce the behaviours that might come back into the classrooms. Be present, be active, move around, engage with students. And you know what? The schools that I work in that have a lot more planned physical activities or library activities for those students that don't like physical activities at lunchtimes have less disruption when students return to the classroom. So while students certainly need time out of the classroom, while students certainly need time to decompress from learning, what they also need is they need activities they can partake in where it is structured enough that adults can monitor, support, and guide the interactions between students. Students do not have great frontal lobe processing, and yet we pop them out to play and we want them to develop cooperation, group work, team building. But often it is required, not often, nearly always, it is better when there is adults guiding it in school if we want to reduce the behaviours as they come back into the classroom. So time of day, what we can do in our interactions, particularly around playground. I also want you to think about when we give detentions out, our students who can cause the most disruption or the most consistent disruption in our classrooms. They really need time to decompress from learning. So we need to be mindful of what does a detention look like? How often do I give it to particular students? And what impact does that have on them coming back into the learning after break times? All right, last one for today. And there are many others we can talk about, but I just wanted to give you three possible things to consider when your afternoon sessions are worse than your morning, or for some, it is the morning session is the worst. So this is for you to think, to process, to apply to different times of the day for you. So the last one is, if we know we have a period of the day or we have particular group of students at a particular time of the day that will be hard, and this makes me think of a wonderful bloke up at Gordon Vale who had a period four supervision on a Friday and we met the next week. And he said, Carolyn, when I went into that class, I 4D'd the hell out of that class. Here's what he meant by that. He had prior knowledge. He knew that there was a chance, didn't assume it would happen, but he was prepared that there was a chance that the students would respond, not positively to a different teacher, that they would be pushing the boundaries and that he would have to increase his interactions with those students. Now, We're not even talking about internal relief or people who come in for supply classes. If you know that that class is likely to be tougher for you, you can do a lot to prepare for it. The first is make sure that you are more relaxed or that you've had time to yourself if possible. So if if the lesson goes back to back onto a lunch period or a morning tea recess, make sure you take just a few minutes to go for a walk. I can remember one lesson where when I was a teacher at Bowen, I would walk around the Oval with our finance manager. That was what we did every day. 
but particularly for this lesson because it gave me a chance to me, not the student, for me to decompress, for me to find my right head space and to be ready for that class. So if you have prior knowledge that this will be a tougher lesson or tougher days because of those lessons, make sure you are well rested. Make sure they're the days that you don't go out partying the night before or stay up late. Make sure you are highly organized and prepared and don't put that on someone else. And when you get a relief slip in the morning, you don't know the class you're going to, but here's what you do know that you are going to most likely collect a supervision for that day. So make sure they are the days that you are ready for being in class, fully prepared, fully organized, and that you are at the top of your game. The next thing you need to do is be there early to greet students, to set up your classroom. Have it as a welcoming space, not a frustration because you've collected another supervision. If it's your own class, absolutely be there and greet students as though it's the best time of your day. High expectations should not be reduced, but what they need often is for us to reset them. It's like being out west and driving in a hundred zone and then coming back as we reduce our speed limits, we get a lot more reminders of what it is we should be doing. So if it's not your class or if it is your class, it doesn't matter. High expectations, high frequency of stating them and lots, put them on steroids, double down on the number of interactions with students to remind them you are fully present, you are highly aware of what's happening in the space and you are choosing curriculum interactions first. What we tend to do when we're tired, when we're frustrated, when we have feelings of negative affect, which is often what teachers bring to afternoon sessions. We are more tired ourselves. Students are more tired. We drop our game just that little bit. Students feel those nuances, those differences in what we allow to get through to the keeper or what we come to talk about. And they will respond in ways, not even intentionally, but what happens is we get on that hamster wheel and our classrooms go south very quickly. Later in the day, as a teacher, we have put a lot of time and energy into a lot of classes. So absolutely, we are more tired as well. These are the times to make sure you've had a moment to yourself. You are prepared as you go to that classroom. Take in the knowledge. Be aware of what this class could be like. Don't go in with the assumption that it will be like that because that sets up interactions instantly. I've been in classrooms where students are sent out even before the lesson starts because the teacher says things like exactly the same behavior as yesterday. Caroline, get out. Go to the head of department. Go to the front office. That models to the rest of the class that we're not letting things go. When you have disruptions that need attention, I am not saying don't address them. What I am saying, can you do it without a public footprint? Because if you're tired, everyone else is tired. We don't want to open that door to behavior conversations and we want to get back to the curriculum. So they're the things to be aware of. So what do we do? Those lessons that cause us issue or cause us frustration, high awareness of who, of where, interact with students around the curriculum, Restate expectations with high frequency and soft summer rain. Keep reminding students of what you want to see. Make sure you're moving around the room and interacting. If students have a task that is heavy in curriculum, maybe that's the time of the day to plan for activities that are interactive rather than curriculum based. These are just a few ideas. I hope it has helped you. Here's what I can promise you. Classrooms where teachers say it's impossible to see teaching and learning at this time of the day, Caroline. I see those students in other teachers' rooms and they are performing and learning. So it does come back to us and how we can change our behaviors to create, no matter what time of the day it is, the classroom we're looking for. Look forward to seeing you on the next pod. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap for this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and visit carolineblackley.com and join our growing community of international educators.